Hello and welcome to another episode of Behind the Shield Wall, the podcast from Shield Wall Productions where we talk about anything and everything, full stop. Anything sure. that anything is on our minds. Yeah. No topic. No agenda. And you're along for the ride. Yes. Because, yes, we can do structure. We didn't feel like having a plan today. Yeah. It's been the... Well, before I get started, a little bit of structure. Speaking of we, on this episode we have myself, John, and... Nathan. Yeah, yeah, so, it's been a busy time here at Shieldwell HQ as far as new faces, new, sorry, new voices, <laughs> sort of new voices, and taking requests. No, they're fun. We like requests. Yes, we do. This week we don't have to come up to th- with a topic ourselves. <laughs> yes. And this way we know people actually want to listen to it. Yes, but apparently they do. Yeah. Because um, we apparently we have been like discovered by a large group of people, really large group of people. We Could, like it. Yeah, we love it. It's just a little, like, a little jarring, because we track downloads at past, over the past 90 days as far as these, pos- these podcasts go, and, you know, we're holding steady around the same number, and then over the past literal seven days, we've jumped about 150. Uh-huh. As of today, and it's just like, I mean, cool, but, like, not through anything we did, I think. Yeah. yeah. But, um, so, yeah. What's up, Nathan? Uh, Demons got a new book last weekend. Yes, they did. And this time I didn't forget it at the shop. That's right. That was a really annoying night. Yeah. <laughs> I remember because you came here and was like, God damn it. But uh, you do have the book with you now. I do. I'm looking at it right now. Yes. And you talked a little bit about what you could remember. The last podcast we talked, I think it was like, Whispers. Yeah. Uh, talked about it. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. So now that you've got it in front of you. Yeah. Let's let's uh let's see what kind of hurt you can dish out with it now. So one of my favorite things <clears throat> is the bloodthirster of incident rage. The great axe bloodthirster. Yes. It's um his great axe gained a different ability. Cause, yeah. uh, so it's got mighty strike, which still doubles his strength at AP minus four for D six damage. Sure. Rolling two dice and picking the highest. Of course. But then you can do a sweeping blow. Right. Which doubles your attacks. It- Base strength, AP minus two, and one damage each. But then your normal attacks is 12. Yeah. 14 on the charge. Yeah. Yeah. And every time you roll six to hit, it counts as two hits. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a lot of damage output. Um, if You can make it dumber. Uh, oh, oh, boy. Um, there's a warlord trait that gives him plus one attack. <laughs> so... So it goes from... So now you're looking at 16 on the charge. <laughs> because Demons of Corn get plus one attack on the charge. Right. And every attack with that weapon counts as two attacks. Sure. And then you can take the Crimson, Cla- Crimson Crown. And all demon units within six inches of the bear of the Crimson Crown. Every time you roll six to wound, you yeah. get to make another attack. <laughs> wow. Which, you know, then on six to hit counts as two hits. Yes. Does that talk... Again? No. Okay, no. good, good. But that means every attack can potentially become four. God! Making your total out- damage output 64 attacks. Best possible rolling. Yeah, absolutely. that's like, cool, all of your attacks hit. Rolling just nothing but sixes. Then you roll 16 sixes. Right. Then 16 more hits. Right, and you know, as unlikely as it is, other things have happened. I don't know, that's pretty dumb. That is pretty dumb, but you know, instead of dumb things happen, anything's possible. Yes. It is a dice game. Yes. Um, Scarband... People listen to us. 
Yeah, I know. Uh, Scarband's axes have the exact same profile. Yeah. Like that same one? Um, Both profiles, actually. Oh, okay. Except, like, for the double strength one, you don't roll two dice to pick the highest. You just re-roll fail to hits. Oh, okay. And the other one is strength user, same AP minus two, one damage, but make two attacks hit. Make two hits for each of them. Ugh. That, that hurts. And for him, every modified hit roll of a six is two hits again. Uh-huh. And also, he's, his base attacks is six, but it goes to seven because of his own special rule, which affects everyone within eight inches, oh. friend and foe. Uh-huh. So, you know, things are going to die, and it's going to be anything within reach. And if any, if any unit wishes to fall back, mm-hmm. they have to roll 3d6. Unless their leadership is higher than the result of those 3d6, they cannot leave combat. <laughs> because... Because everyone's just pissed off around... Scarbrand just got this aura of rage. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I like this. Because there is some merit to being able to fall back, tactically speaking. And he also... Um, Scarbrand, if he's a warlord, has a world trait of him and everyone within 8 inches. Rerolls all ones to hit. Yes. Scarbrand hits on twos. So just, if he whiffs that, he gets to re-roll. That's hilarious. For already dealing out shitloads of hurt to begin with. I mean, 16 attacks on the charge. Sure. Why not? Or 8 attacks at strength 14. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, strength 16 on the charge. Right. Because plus 1 strength. Yes. Oh, sorry, strength 15, because you double it and then you add the modifier. Yes, and ends up being a multiple of 8. 15 is not a multiple of 16. No, it goes 16 to... 16 attacks? So, oh yeah, 16 attacks, yeah. It's, oh, you're there or um, you're there or strength 15. Yeah, I'm talking number of attacks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if strength you're, 15. Strength 8 if you're doing the 16 attacks. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I'm glad they took away the cap of 10. Uh-huh. Because it just lasts for more over-the-top Looney Tunes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hat trick! Do it! <laughs> Nailed it. And, you know, 16 wounds apiece. Right. For all bloodthirsters. Yeah. Uh, that said, though, the other bloodthirsters have an axe of corn. Yes. Which is plus three strength. Uh-huh. AP minus four for D6 damage. Of course. I mean, that's it, but that's a lot. You say that's it. Like, <laughs> I, I, like, like that's that's all that it has, but that's a lot that it has. Yeah, you're saying that's all that it has, but, like, what more do you want tacked onto that? Uh, the Wrath of Corn one re-rolls all filled to hits against characters. <laughs> Sure. And his blood flail is assault one for, you know, strength plus one for three damage. Right. The uh, Unfettered Fury gets assault D3 at base strength for D3 damage. <laughs> Same axe. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Uh, the Blood Letters, uh-huh. they have power swords. Okay. So AP minus three for one damage. A whole unit of them. Yeah. And I just want a 60 wound does two damage. Ow. The um, the heralds are power swords that do D three damage. Ooh. Six of the wound do three damage. Ooh. So either between one and three, or just hard three. Yeah. That's intense. That is a that's a powerhouse. Um, skull taker's sword is three damage. Yes. On a six to wound is D three plus three. Nice. So four to six. So why it's not mortal wounds? No, but um. That would make everyone it... within eight inches of him. All blood letter units within eight inches of him gets make one plus one attack. Okay. Oh, sorry, gets plus one to hit. Mm-hmm. 
they already hit on threes. Right. So now they're hitting on twos. And if you have them near Scarbrand as well, they're rerolling all filled ones to hit. <laughs> so it's just a bunch of mini Scarbrands. Yeah. With his Warlord treatment. Um, last night I actually took it on a Dreadnought with Bloodletters. Ow. That's disgusting. It's like, cool, I need fives to wound you on the charge because I'm strength five on the charge. But you're also getting a shitload of attacks, that most of which are going through. Yeah. It's like, cool, you have a six-up armor save now. That's adorable. Uh, venerable save, a five-up invul save. Okay. Yeah. But not everyone rolls fives and six saves. Sixes saves like you do, Nathan. And if they're near any other, <laughs> the not named heralds, yes. give them plus one strength. Sure. Why not? So then they're strength six with plus one to hit. Yes. And plus <laughs> and rerolling ones. Uh huh. And plus mm. one attack near Scarbrand. Yep. Yep. So a, a single bloodletter on the charge. If you do this little trio of awesomeness. Uh huh. Is putting out three attacks on the charge. Sure. Hitting on twos, uh, being strength six. Mm-hmm. That's gross. Rerolling to hits. That's disgusting. Uh huh. I'm looking forward to using it. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, I mean, you just said you did. I haven't used the, the whole. Full, I, haven't, I haven't used, you like haven't the, used the fucking. Trifecta. I haven't used the blasphemous trinity yet. Gotcha. Gotcha. And that's just the corn side of the demon. Yeah, that's right. I personally, I do a lot of corn and zinch. Color me surprised. So, well, not for you. I know you know this. Uh huh. I think other people know. Yeah. Um. Also, Blood Thrones are actually viable now. Yeah. Because, you know, chariots aren't stupid now. Right. They're a bit flimsy before. Yeah, because it was like armor low. You could take the guy off or whatever. It's could rip it apart with bolters if you really wanted to. Yeah. Now right. it's just tough to seven with seven wounds. Yeah. I like that. And like, cool. Um, you have his attacks, which are five. Sure. And then you got the two other guys on it, which get their own attacks. Uh-huh. And then the, if it charges... It can deal mortal wounds. Right. If that succeeds, it gets wounds back. But, of course. Why not? Yeah. Why shouldn't it? Um, the Zinch side, because that's just going through the book. Next up is Zinch. Yes. The Lord of Change. Oh, boy. So, you have the op- you get the staff of Zinch. You get the option of either Bell Sword, which does plus one strength, AP minus three for D6 damage. Sure. Why not? But minus one to hit. Ah. Uh-huh. So, you're hitting on threes. Oh, well. Or you get the Rod of Sorcery, uh-huh. which makes it so this might, instead of having an 18-inch range, has a 30-inch range. Ooh. So now you can cast Might from outside ranges, from ranges beyond where they can dispel it. Yikes. That's intense. And they get plus two to psychic bonuses uh-huh. at first. It goes down as they get wounded. Sure. But it starts with a plus two to cast. It- <laughs> okay. And there's a, uh, there's a Rod of Sorcery you can take that gives you plus one to cast. Uh-huh. To kind of negate that. I want to say Smite needs a six to go off, so I also need to roll three. Uh, yeah, why not? Yeah. I mean, it makes sense because Zinch. Yeah. Sure. Um, Kairos. Kairos. <laughs> Zinch is personal guinea pig. Um, if your army is Battleforged, it gives you additional D3 command points if he's the Warlord. Not bad. No. Not bad at all. Not- he also can cast three psychic powers and attempt to deny three psychic powers. That's pretty. That's pretty nice. That's more than anyone else can. Yes, but it's reasonable. Yeah, it's, it's not like he's going to break the game. It's just right. He's he's still one of the strongest psychers in the game, as he should be. Just saying. Oh yeah, um, the heralds of Zinch are fun. Mm-hmm. They should not be in combat. No, but if they are in combat, they have a relic they can take. Yes. Um, this, the the bad uh, touch dagger. Yeah, it has a fancier name than that. The two inch punch. It's a dagger. Yes. It does one damage. Sure. At their base strength. Uh-huh. For AP minus five. 
Yes. Ignoring invulnerable saves. Yup. Yup. The Sylbane. The Sylbane. But only Zinch Heralds can take it. Right. Which well, is what makes it balanced. Yeah, it's like, it'd be nice if you could just replace the Bale Sword with that. Sure. And it's like, cool, no strength bonus, only one damage, but ignore your armor save. Right. And also five attacks. Sure. Hitting on twos instead of, like, you know, a Herald that's hitting on fours. Right. With two to three attacks. Mm-hmm. But you, but you objectively understand why you can't oh, do absolutely. that. absolutely. I know why. It'd be game-breaking. Doesn't mean I don't want to. Right. I'm not going to let you. Oh, I know. I'll, we'll, we will house-rule a lot of things, Nathan, but I'm not going to just let that that one slide. And now, uh, compared to the Index, yes. the uh, the Flamers didn't really change much. Sure. Except for one significant thing. Uh-huh. Their Flickering Fires have a range of 12 now instead of a range of 8s. Not bad. Which means now they can deep strike 9 inches away and still hit you with their Flamers. I like that better. That's a huge That's a huge boost. Yes. But again, not necessarily game-breaking. It just makes them more functional. Yeah. Makes them more, sorry, more viable. But the Screamers are where I really like the change. Yeah. So in the Index, they have three attacks still. Sure. But their attacks are either their base strength, no AP, one damage, or you got the Lamprey Bright for one attack at plus two strength, AP minus three for two. Uh-huh. Now the Lamprey Bright's all three of their attacks. Nice. Which <clears throat> um, I tested it out against some Primaris Marines. Uh, it ate them. Yes. Yes. <laughs> With yeah. a 16-inch move. Ooh. That's fast. Oh, yeah. That's and real fast. And if they go over someone in the wound phase... Without, mm-hmm. without falling back. Right. On a, you roll a d6 for each Screamer, on a roll of six, it inflicts a mortal wound. <laughs> it's just a little... Just, as you're passing you are, you just slash through them. Right. <laughs> Why not? And then Nurgle got a lot of love, <clears throat> as they've gotten a lot of releases now. Yes. I mean, they've already, they already got a lot of love before with the um, um, Death Guard. Yes. <clears throat> but this is more Nurgle demons. More Nurgle demons. Yes. New Nurgle greater demon. Yes, model specifically. Model specifically also because it's got more options. You can actually give it some stuff. Yes. Also, new named character for Nurgle Demons. Oh, yeah? Rodigus, a named greater demon. Nice. They were kind of missing that. They were. Well, they had one. They've had one for two editions now. Never had a model. Huh. What, what was he called? I don't remember what he was called. Okay. I just know that he existed and didn't have a model. And uh-huh. then they came out with a model for a named character that isn't him. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, even though some things change, some things must still stay the same. Yeah. <laughs> but Greg, clean one of his weapons I like. Mm-hmm. It's a bell. Right. He literally hits you with a bell. Yes. And for, for D3 more, damage. And for the ambitious conver- converters out there, you could make it a cowbell. For those of you who understand the reference. Nathan, I don't expect you to. No. But if you have a Doomsday Bell. Gotta have that cowbell. You get to summon using up to four dice instead of three, mm-hmm. which takes your total power value up to twenty-four. Ooh! So now trying to get a seventeen for a greater demon is not so not so uh, impossible. Right. Yikes. That's intense. Yeah. I like that. Epidemus came back. Nice. And he still gets the tally. Yes. Whenever a unit is destroyed by Nurgle demon, friend or foe. Mm-hmm. So if you're going against Nurgle demons with Nurgle demons, right? Epidemus is going to be busy counting, keeping track. Yes. Like an old school vampire. Yep. Um, and once you get past one, you roll a d6. Mm. Sorry, no. Uh, starts at zero, add one every time it, front unit is destroyed by Nurgle Demons. Mm-hmm. Zero and one have no effect, but then you start rolling two, re roll ones to hit. Yes. 
three, increased moon value by one. Ooh. Then increased strength by one. Ooh. Toughness, attacks, and then reroll ones for discussing and resilience. Ooh. Which all the normal demons have discussing and resilient. Which right. After you fill your save or take a mortal wound, you five up, you ignore wounds. Yikes. Yeah. I'm sure Brad, Brad's going to be happy about that one. Oh, probably. <laughs> we promise he's alive. Yeah. <laughs> he is alive. Um, so Nash got, uh, sorry, Nurgle also got some fun things in the form of Beast and Nurgle. Oh, yeah? Came back and actually have models that are adorable. Really? And they're plastic. Nice. And they're adorable. Yeah, they are adorable. That's that's pretty cute. It is. In its own gross it's, way. It's twisted, corrupted, and gross, but it is adorably cute. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I mean, the... They've got five wounds each. Uh-huh. They're, they're kind of like spawn with the random attacks. Sure. But more wounds, less strength, and they still do two damage. <laughs> that ain't bad. However, because they are they they want they they want to have fun and they sometimes feel left out of the fun, so uh-huh. they bound forth to join in whenever they can. Even though they're not characters, they can perform heroic interventions. That's hilarious. That's me too. I want to play. Uh huh. That's awesome. That's super ugly. I love it. But if they fall back, they can take moral wounds because mm-hmm. they don't like falling back. Right. They want to have fun. Right. They want to play. Right. They don't. Re- they don't want recess to be over. Exactly. <laughs> and then Slanash got some fun thing. Uh, Slanash got updates. Updates, but it's important to know that they they have not been touched yet. Right. Much to Slanash's dismay. Yes, but I feel like that's a bit of foreshadowing. Hopefully. As to what the next. Uh, specific chaos update is going to be. Chaos release is going to be. Yeah. If it's not Slash, it's going to be corn. But the keeper of secrets, all your opponents are minus one to hit them. That's not bad. That's not bad in combat in fight phase only. But so if you got power fist, you're minus two. Yeah. All of a sudden, your terminators are hitting on fives. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> and the slash demons go first. Well, yes. Even if you charge them. Because they're fast as fuck. Which means if you charge them, we have to, you have to go back and forth between picking units one at a time mm-hmm. until all of our units that always strike first have struck, and then we go to the other units. Yes. Hmm. So charging a Slanashi army, you can't, you can't have to just so you can go at the same time as them. Yes. And to deny them charge bonuses. Yes. They don't, really have, they don't have a charge bonus. Well... Because normally the charge bonus is you strike first. Uh, that's a good point. They already have that, even if they're charged. Yeah. Okay. They don't care if you charge if they charge you or not. Mm. Of course, if they charge you, then you don't shoot them. Yes. And demons are squishy at shooting. Yes. As they always have been. Yeah, but when you take a last can to the face for six wounds, it hurts. Yes. Especially on Overwatch. Yeah. <laughs> and then you fail the charge anyways. Did this happen to you? Last night. <laughs> I charged a dreadnought. It hit me. It rolled three sixes in a row. <laughs> hit, wound, damage. Get fucked. And then I failed the charge. Of course. Yeah, with a rerollable charge. Of course. Because if it's rerollable, you're just gonna fail twice. Yeah. Because as at least I know, and you know, anytime you have the option of a rerollable charge, if you need to use it, you're not getting there. I know. Uh, Bellacor is back. Nice. His sword is AP minus five for three damage. Ooh. What's his strength? Six plus one for the sword. Ooh. Step aside, uh, Zinchin bad touch dagger. 
but it doesn't ignore invulnerable saves like the Zinchin Bad Touch Jager does. Okay, fair enough. But it will ignore any armor. Yeah. No kidding. Also, any unit of demons within six inches reroll ones to hit. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Poor Belcor. And any enemy units within 12 inches are minus one leadership. Mm-hmm. And he rerolls failed saving throws. Yes. Because he was the first he's the, of the first. He was the first demon prince. Yes, the first of the first. Yeah. Now, if I recall correctly, Belcor exists in both Yes, universes. he does. And he got the same treatment in both universes? Uh-huh. He was the first ever chosen mortal, chosen by all four gods, eventually elevated to demonhood, and then he would play the gods against each other to see which one would get, offer him more. And then they eventually... They got him. sick of this shit. They're like... <sighs> and that's why you don't have any more demon princes that are of multiple gods. Right. You just get... Pick one. Yeah. Good Bellacore got greedy. And his punishment was to crown all the um, the, champions the fantasy side, he has to crown the Ever-Chosens. Yes. Fitting punishment. Oh, yeah. Now, they also... um, Here's your replacement. In the previous editions, Demonic Loki were something your heralds could take that gave them an aura bonus. Yes. Now, the Demonic Loki is something that happens if you have a mono-god army. Huh. So, if you have a whole detachment of one god, Mm. all of your characters gain the Loki of that god. Each of them giving different bonuses. Each god gives a different bonus. Yes. So, like Korn... All units within a char- within six inches of a character of corn that are also corn demons. Yes. Reroll field charges. Not bad. Zinch, you roll two dice at the start of each fight phase and discard the highest results. Until the end of that fight phase, anytime you anytime your opponent rolls to hit you and rolls that number, mm-hmm. it's discarded. Oh. That's that's intense. Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. It's very specific, too. But it applies to every unit within six inches of a character of Zinch. Yes. Wow. So, especially if they roll, like, a five and a six, cool. All your fives that hit me are, don't count. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. That's really funny. <laughs> um, Nurgle, if you make a wound roll of six or higher, mm-hmm. inflicts additional damage. <laughs> so, Nash can charge after they advance. Ooh. So, like, really they're, they're, they're really going to move, cool. which yes. their movement's not bad either. Right. It wouldn't be. No. They're going to co- cover that distance real quick, just to begin with. Because their, their base movement's seven for demonettes. Yes. That's fast. Plus D6. Yes. Plus 2D6. That's real fast. That's in your face turn one fast. Yeah. Which, I mean, they theoretically sort of were able to do with some units last edition. But now that it can be an army-wide thing, that's intense. So if you, it, so you can go multi-god. Yeah. But if you go mono-god, and it's not... Multi- You're rewarded for singular loyalty. And it's not mono-god across your whole army. Detachments. It's across the detachments. So you can... So you can have a detachment of core, detachment of Zinch, detachment of Slash, detachment of Nurgle, and, get and they're all, all getting their bonuses. That's insane. Uh-huh. That's insane. And let's that's say, some synergy right there. And let's say you do a small detachment that's dedicated to each god. Sure. It then applies to every character of that god. Ooh. So then you do like a, like you do a, a small patrol for each god to get the low key, and then you sure. do a brigade of everything. That's, yeah. That's the Mickey Mouse bullshit right there. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, you I cannot gonna... convince me that Mickey Mouse isn't actually a chaos god at this point. I mean... <laughs> You're just saying. Yeah. Um, for artifacts, so Nash has a fun one. Yeah. 
It's the mark of excess. Uh-huh. Makes sense. Gets plus one attack. Sure. Gets a further plus one attack every time they slay a monster or character. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they have a weapon that's every time you kill a model, you regain a lot, one lost wound. Okay. You reroll fill the wound against all Eldar. <laughs> I like that. The Soul Stealer. Yes. Give Slanish what is due. Yeah, huh? Sneaky knifeier bastards can't hide forever. Uh, the Zima, so Snash has always strikes first. Mm-hmm. Nurgle has demo- uh, disturbing, disgustingly resilient. Mm-hmm. Korn's got the plus one attack and strength on the charge. Yes. Zinch gets plus one of the saves. Yeah. So their demons have four pinballs. Yes. Zinch has an item that gives you a four pinball save. So now their four ups go to that four up. Goes to a three up. Wow. Once per game, you can reroll a single failed saving throw. Mm-hmm. If the reroll result is a one, the, bear, the wearer is immediately slain. Well, yes. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. I... Sure. Corn's uh, got armor that gives him a four up invul save mm-hmm. and can attempt one deny the witch per turn. Makes sense. Corn so did. even if you're going at a model god corn, you can still annoy the psychers. Yes. You still have some semblance of an answer to it. Yes. Other than hitting it with a stick. Gives you something to make sure you can get there to hit them with the stick. Yes. So you can hit it extra hard. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense to me. I like it. Seems like this uh, old demon codex is super well thought out. Oh, yeah. I, so far, I'm liking it. Um, they, they do have some fun stratagems, too. Oh, yeah. So... Uh, there's a few stratagems that are just, hey, anyone can use on the first, like, seven. Sure. Then each guy gets three specific ones. Well, yes. One of which is their banner. Like, hey, you can make the banner do something fun. Mm-hmm. Core, the banner of blood. Cool. Once per battle, choose a model near, within... Choose a, choose, a mo- choose a model with a demonic icon. In addition to its normal ability, it can be used once per battle to have a 3d6 charge range. Ooh. So here's some blood letters going 3d6, re-rolling. Yes. They're going to get there more often than not. You say that. If, if used <laughs> by anyone but you, Nathan. Yeah. Um, another one is Locus of Wrath. You pick a corn uh, character, everyone within six inches, re-roll all field hits. <laughs> and then this other one is, it's three command points to use. Yes. But you pick a unit that, that attacked. Mm-hmm. At the end of the fight phase, they get to attack again. <laughs> no, it's some, some more of your uh, Sons of Horse bullshit. <laughs> Worse than that. Yeah. Well, I mean, unless the, the Sons of Horse is an entire veteran squad yeah. that's armed with power swords, in which case it's basically the same. Yeah. Dirty as fuck is what it is. But they have one called Demonic Incursion that yeah. anyone can use. Yes. If you guys Grey Knights. Yes. And the Grey Knights kill a unit of demons. Yes. And it's not a named character. Yes. You bring the, for two command points, you bring that unit back. Yes. The next turn, your next moon phase. And this includes the unnamed bloodthirsters. And a unit of demon other than a named character. Yes. You kill my bloodthirster. Here it is. Cute. Do it again. You kill my 30-man squad of uh, bloodletters. Adorable. Do it again. They're back. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, demonic possession. Now, out of all armies that, you know, to, that would have that trick pulled on them, the Green Knights are arguably the best equipped to deal with it. Oh, yeah. They've got their bonuses in place. Yes. Uh, demonic possession. If a Psyker does a Perils of Warp, it takes 2d3 mortal wounds instead of 3. Instead of d3. <laughs> so, punishing oh, you, the fuck Your up. Perils, I'm going to use a command point and make sure you take 2d3 instead of d3. Mm-hmm. 
uh, demonic pact after after attempting to summon a unit of care, unit of demons in the moon phase, mm-hmm. you can do it again. <laughs> okay, why not? Yeah, why not? I like that though, because yeah. you know, demonic incursion. <laughs> like, I feel like demons have always been the army that should be just like just spewing models left and right like that. Yeah, and now they finally sort of can. Well, there's also soul sacrifice where you can roll four dice rather than three when summoning. Mm-hmm. And reroll to hit rolls of one for the summoned unit while they're within six inches of the character that performed the demonic ritual. <laughs> so bring them in and with a flourish, basically. Yeah. When they show up, they make their presence known very quickly. And but, then, uh, much like every other codex, there's a one or three point com- or three command point one where you can take either one or two extra artifacts. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Makes sense to me. I haven't really gone through all the other gods ones yet because I mm-hmm. haven't played with the other gods yet. Right. Because um, they're not your primary. I had my corn. I, there's a detachment that's three to five HQ choices. Yes. I like running five bloodthirsters. I know you do. It's I've, fun. I haven't fought that yet. The maximum I fought at the table on a table at any given time has been two, and that sucked. And I had a primer to work with at the time. Yeah. And that sucked. Granted, it wasn't one that was equipped to deal with a bloodthirster, toe to toe, because. Korax will eat an army, not characters. Sorry, not monsters. Like that. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah. So, Nash, the Aura of Aquiance. Uh-huh. One command points. Mm-hmm. Start of any fight phase. Yes. Pick a slash demon unit. M units within three inches. Reduce their attacks by one. Ooh. Two minimum? Two minimum, one. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. I approve of this. It's strong, but it's not overpowered, in my opinion. Um, Locus of Gra- uh, Locus of Grace. Mm-hmm. Select the demon character. Select demon character. Everyone within six inches. Every time they roll, make a wound roll of six to six. That fight phase, they get to make another attack. Okay. Why not? Yeah. I like it. Yeah, like I expect the co- new co- each new attack to be strong, sure, but this is strong in a reasonable sense. Yeah. And it seems like that's been getting that's a process that's been getting refined since codexes the new codexes first started coming out. But I think that's more of just because they've got other codexes to work against. Yeah. Whereas, you know, when everything else is indexed, you know, got the first couple of codexes, they're obviously going to be well, king okay, of the hills. Yeah, I, I get it because the indexes don't have the warlord trades. They don't have the artifacts. They don't have the stratagems. Right. Their units aren't as fully fleshed out sometimes. Right. Some of them are, you know, cut and paste, same thing. Sure. Others are, hey, we're going to add in a different ability. We're going to add in yeah, a, little a bit different of a... attack profile. We're going to smooth it over. Yeah, a bit of refinement. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I like it. Yeah. I like the way that they're doing refinement from the indexes to the codexes. Um, Still waiting on yours. Yes. Yes, I am. But that just gives me hope that by the time they get around to it, it'll be a bit stronger. Yeah. And I mean... <sighs> Given the way Spatial Codex has gone, historically speaking, from the old black pamphlet to the first full <laughs> soft cover one to the hardback one, they've just gotten progressively stronger overall. Refined, but not overpowered. More well-rounded, more uh, equipped to have an answer to everything in their own way. Because, you know, some people look at their Grey Squads, but you mean you can't take heavy weapons? Like, yes, but I can take two special weapons. And all I, close combat weapons. And all close combat weapons. I can be more maneuverable. I can plant myself midfield and stay there. Yeah. 
Like, I don't need the raw firepower of being able to carry around a heavy bolter or a missile launcher, because if I can carry around two plasma guns, I can pump out more shots than a single heavy bolter. Th- won't hit as hard as a missile launcher, but is a better all-rounder because more maneuverable. And if, you know, once things are not, not a shooting game, cool, I've got a close combat option. But that's been my problem with the indexes, is it just doesn't have the same sort of Space Wolfy flavor. And I'm not, no, I didn't expect it to. I didn't expect it to. The, the, I think the biggest hang up with the, especially like when you start getting like specialty Codex Deviant ones for mm-hmm. the Space Marines. Yeah. You have to go so much flipping back and forth between the normal Space Marines and the Space Wolf flavor. Yes. Very much so. It's a lot of flipping back and forth throughout the game. Yes. It's really annoying. Yes, it is. Uh, so, fun thing. Yes. The with, if units have an icon in there, like the blood letters, blood crushers, horrors, demonettes, sure, plague bears, right. If you roll one when taking a morale check, mm-hmm. you don't lose any models regardless of modifiers. Okay, and you add d6 models to it. Ooh, it's not only not run away. You get more. Yeah, reality blinks and you get more. <laughs> so that's the uh, um, more streamlined version of the warp storm table. Then? Yep. Well, not the warp storm. Like uh, before, they were fearless, but. Demonic instability could cause them to disappear or all disappear mm. or all come back. Right. Now they can just accumulate more. Is they were, you know, wherever they were at, but then they just add more to it. Okay. Which, is there still a warp storm table or is they done no, with that? No, that's gone. Okay. I'm, o- I'm okay with this because that was very fiddly. And I was like, cool, I have to remember to do an extra step at the end of my turn and then I have to explain it to my opponent and how it works. And it's just like, ugh. Well, it was, it was between the shooting phase and the moon phase. Right. Okay, yeah. But even then, it's like, okay, cool. I have to remember an extra mi- mini phase, specifically to, for my army, and yeah. then explain to my opponent what the fuck is going on. Some of which, sometimes, you know, it could actually be super detrimental to your army. And it just took forever to do. Yes. Now, but that was fun because last night, after Bloodthirster got toasted, yeah. I had a 20-man Bloodletter squad. Uh-huh. It almost killed the rest of the, the entirety of my opponent's army. <laughs> yeah. It walked up, killed the dreadnought, uh-huh. then walked over, murdered a squad of stern guard. Yes. They shot at them. Oh, cool. I need a morale check. I rolled a one, got five back. <laughs> okay. But then they did not survive the tactical squad because it took me like two or three turns. Mm-hmm. Eventually, like my last two died in Overwatch to a frag missile. <laughs> okay. Frag missile with five shots. Yeah. Sure. Very well, the corn armies have always been reliant upon maintaining momentum and. And each time they wait, hit, wait. hitting so much so hard uh, out of, way out that of they aren't tw- losing as much in each hit. Well, out, out of my twenty-five power level, yes. the bloodthirst was seventeen of its. That yeah. So eight power level going against thirty-one. Mm-hmm. Made a good account of themselves apparently. Yeah. Well, also uh, every time I had to take saves, I'd make one. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I was only taking two or three at a time. Right. Okay. Why not? And I got more back from leadership than I lost. <laughs> yes. Historically, not how it's gone for you. Uh, the cultists didn't do so well. Mm-hmm. They never do, but they're not really supposed to. But they will, they'll have moments of shining glory. Oh, they they, they sorry, do not, well. No, they rarely do. Not even rarely. They occasionally do. They either do very well or complete shit. Like usually, There's not a whole lot of middle ground with them. Nathan. Usually they do really well. Yes. And now that I run them in 10 mass squads, they still do really well. Yes, just not as in a... Um, I'm not getting 176 attacks in charge anymore. No, and I'm very glad of this. Because <laughs> that was really annoying. I liked against Terminators with Thunderhammer Storm Shield. Uh, yeah, because you're striking first. And it's like, yeah, it's adorable. Nice two-up save. Make it 80 times. Mm-hmm. 
Especially when they have hatred, mm-hmm. furious charge. Yes. Preferred, I, preferred enemy. To which I answer with 10 Terminators with lightning claws and like, hi. Yeah. Half of them still get Stike. Yeah, because I just can't kill that many, Nathan. <laughs> I just can't. No. 15 attacks will not kill 35. No. No, they will not. No, they will not. You can actually bring Chaos Spawn with the demons now. Hey. Finally. Because they are objectively demons at that point. No. No? They're not demons. They're the losers. <laughs> they went on the path to glory and lost. Y- yeah, okay. M- Minor painted very bright and colorful. Yes. And somebody uh, thought, uh, called them Power Rangers. Like, no, no. Those are the Power Losers. Yes. So that has become their name now. But they somehow managed to make up for being losers by just kind of doing a good job at whatever you set them about to do in such a way that it really much alters the game in your favor. Eh? The reason I don't take long things anymore against you. Yeah. I'll take them against anyone else, but not you. I mean, they're not as fast as they used to be. Good. They're only, they're only seven-ish movement now. Okay. And then so 12. Mm-hmm. I guess harder to kill. They actually have a save now. Ooh. I know. They spoil you. I know, and they have four wounds. Ooh. They also have eight attacks at AP minus two for two damage. Ooh. But they still have that D3 table. Yes. If you roll one on it, their attacks are AP minus four. Oh. Out of two, they get plus two attacks to whatever you roll for the D6. So what I'm hearing is they wouldn't be stuck in a slap fight with Longfangs the entire game. No, they'd they'd murder the Longfangs. They'd eat them. Um, and if you, if you roll three on the D3, you get to re-roll failed wound rules. <laughs> okay. Okay. Usually wounding on threes. Yeah. I'm okay with this. Yeah. Because otherwise, one, we're just kind of, like... Most people didn't take them for reasons. Good reasons, justifiable reasons. Yeah. Which it's like, but, like, the... They're in there for a reason. What's that reason? Now they have... Now this is the reason why they are They murder Primaris Marines. Yes. Well, apparently a lot of things do, from what I understand. Doing two damage at a time with AP value, is not, it murders them. Yes. Very quickly. Yes. But so will just a thousand last guns. Yes. Like... Anything will murder anything if you just throw enough of it at a, at a thing. Technically, your Chaos Bond could kill Warlords. Titans? Yeah. That's hilarious. You would need a lot of them. Yes. And it's going to kill a bunch of them. Yes. But if you just take a whole bunch of one-man units of Chaos Bonds... Death by ankle biters. Yes, because it can only target one at a time. Yep. yep. It's like that Longfang army. Oh, the, the Lone Wolf army. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which one are you shooting? Yeah. I'll answer your one-man army, one-man unit army of uh, Spawn with my uh, Lone Wolf army. I'll get like three spot for war, for a lone wolf. Lone wolves are cheap, man. How much Two power level per spawn. I don't know. I don't know the power level. Most goes. characters are five. Lone wolves are characters, but they're stat wise characters. Sure, but they. But let's say they're four. Sure. I still number you two to one. Sure, but I've got the staying power. I've got. I got the random castness. Yes. I have to do this sometime. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be dumb. It will be. What. But what isn't whenever we go on the table? Now you're catching on. I've already caught on. I'm just, <laughs> I am feeling in, I'm extrapolating details for the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Especially all the new ones who maybe need a bit uh, of uh, catching up. Quick catching up if they're uh, keeping up with us in real time. Not that I know when this podcast is going to come out, but okay. What up? Uh, uh, so, Demonets, they used to have rending. Yes. Now their attacks are AP minus one. Okay. On roll of six to wound, they're AP minus four. Ooh. Ow. Yeah. Like, I missed, like, New Edition came out. I was a little bit bummed that my rending was going to go away. That rending was going away, because I like rending as a rule. Yeah. Because it allowed me just to do, just 
shit that I should not be able to get away with with units that should not be doing that shit. Yes. Specifically my Storm Talons going... But now your Storm Talon has 12 shots. Yes. But no rending. No. But, um, but uh, yes, it can now hurt things no matter what. I don't have to rely on the rending, but the rending made it funnier. Yes, it did. Like, you know, the one rending shot rattling around inside a Bane Blade and knocking off fuller hull points. Those moments are gone. And that makes me sad. Don't get me wrong. But 12 shots, Nathan! <laughs> Still hitting on twos, too. Hey. That makes me happy. Because I always wanted more DACA. Yeah. I just don't want to play orcs to get it. You've seen that I will just not... I, Me and painting. I know. Orcs. That's just more shit for me to build and paint. I'm just not going to do it, Nathan. I know. You'd never take off that shrink wrap. No. Don't get me wrong. I've built a, a couple of orcs, uh, like a unit of uh, orc, 40k orc boys one, once upon a time. They're fun to build. Yeah. I like them. I mean, I They're took, a lot more straightforward than Space Marines. I, I took some orc knobs and converted them with some gene steers to make uh, aberrations. Yes. Aberrants. Yes, but what don't you convert with what other thing? Like, you're like, um, um, uh, yeah, that wandered off. Yeah. I got nothing. You, you had nothing to compare me to. No, you're, I, I, I can't say Frank, I didn't compare things. He just built a human analog out of spare parts. He didn't mishmash shit. I take spare parts and build models out of them. That's how I got my Inquisitor and his retinue. Yes, but you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what you are, you're, um, you're more like Clan Molder. <laughs> I'm just stitch pits together and see what, see what works. Even if it doesn't objectively work, if it still has some sort of effect, you'll still do it. Yeah. Yeah, your conversions are nice. Because there's certainly not anything anyone else would think of. <laughs> Unless there's some other weird people out there. There are. I'm sure someone's had ideas like mine. Which is terrifying. Uh-huh. Because it means you are not a singular There's more entity. on me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Hey. I'm okay with this because I feel like as terrifying as the thought of the more people like you being, more people like Nathan being, you're more okay with that than there being more people like me. Yeah, but if there's more people like you, I don't have to worry because you're not going to, you're not actually going to go somewhere and meet them. My kind are lazy people. (laughs) It takes a lot to coax us out of our uh, layers. Yeah. Uh... So with the Nurgle demons, they introduced an HQ choice that I'm I really space. Well, I don't have the kind of adventurous spirits like I don't wanna. I, I love the name of this character type now. Yeah, Sloppity Bile Piper. <laughs> <laughs> That's so British. Yes. That's just pure gibberish. He's he's a character musician. Yeah, and he's Sloppity Bile Piper. <laughs> Does he have a model? He does. Does he play the bagpipes? Even better. Oh, yeah? There's a, there's a hose going from his like his face area uh-huh. into his gut that comes out as, like, bagpipes. So he is the bagpipe. He is the bagpipe. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's amazing. That's the best model they've ever made, ever. I'll put that above even Forgeworld Rust, because, yeah, Forgeworld is badass, but, like... Stop any bile piper. Seriously! <laughs> like, they realize that they are, at this point, with... That is the... Proof in a single model that they have adopted the mindset of it's not jumping the shark if you never come down. <laughs> I mean, I'm not wrong, Nathan. Because 
and that's a very new thing. Like, you know, they do silly things every now and then, but, they, you know, they tried to, at least for the most part, try to keep the uh, overall grimdark, even with their quote-unquote silly army. Oh my god, that thing's amazing. <laughs> I almost want one, but you know how that would end up. It was still be this packaging three years later. Yes. For for the Agron. Yeah. At least that comes with instructions. <laughs> That's what's standing away we've building Angron, maybe not so much Russ. Russ is just laziness and fear, and we've been over this. I think in the last episode of this of a uh, of, Lu- of uh, Loose yeah, he, he, I just explained like I'm terrified that I'm gonna fuck it up. He's playing bay pipes. Yes. And you add plus one ca- attack characteristics of Nurgle D- Nathan, Nathan, of Nurglings. Nathan, Nathan, Nathan. He's playing with himself. <laughs> <laughs> Highbrow! Add one of the Not attack on this char- podcast. Add one of the attack characteristics of Nurglings and Grid Unclean One units. Awesome. <laughs> so either the littlest hobos or the biggest ones. And they can declare charges even if they advanced. That Awesome. But Nurgle's not as fast as Slanesh, so you know they're not going to okay. cover as much uh, ground. Most of the Nurgle stuff's moving five. Okay. So, like, below par movements. Mm-hmm. Your Grid and Clean ones are moving seven. Okay, that's not bad. Most of the... Uh, so, Grid and Slanesh, movement 12. Yeah. Bloodthirst of the Fly, movement 12. Yes. Grid and uh, Change, movement 12. Yes. So, it's faster than all the other Nurgle demons, but it's five inches slower than every other greater demon. You know what that is, Nathan? Very dangerous over short distances. <laughs> also, thing to note, that Nurgle Greater Demon uh-huh. is the same height as the Fordal one and a bigger girth. Yes. We were talking about this before we started uh-huh. rolling. Um, it's kind of, it's plastic. Yeah. And it's kind of made the Fordal one slightly obsolete. The Fordal one's still cool, but this it's one's going to be cool. easier to put together. Easier to put together and... Kind of looks better. And... It's plastic and cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> That's the main part, and it's plastic and cheaper. And if it falls, it'll bounce <laughs> instead of shattering. Yes. Probably. Yes. It might break a little bit. Can you imagine if they tried to make a model that size that would, you know, be bigger, that have more width and growth than the Fortress one back when they were making that kind of size model out of metal? God. It would, A, look like ass. Um, metal Thunderhawk? Let me, it would, A, look like ass, and B, be a genuine hazard if you dropped it. Like, you know the Metal Thunderhawk, right? Yes, you know, the thing It weighed that... 25 pounds. And sagged under its own weight. Yes. The few that survived, the wi- the metal wigs have warped themselves. Because they're just too damn heavy. It came in a wooden crate. Yes. Which, that part's cool. Yeah, because Okara Box won't hold it. Yes. Because it'll just fall out the bottom, yes. Yeah. Can you imagine if they made that great unclean one out of metal? Depending on how it was put together, if it was either just one solid chunk of pewter... Hey, cool! They you they've effectively sold you a small cannonball. Yes, but let's be honest. But if it became multiple they're, pieces. They're gonna have like the arms, different pieces. Yes. So you drop it, and suddenly they. Yes, it's still a cannonball technically, and if you drop it, it it becomes shrapnel. Which, um, in addition to making it so it's got like the guts filling out of it. Yes. You could also make its gut a mouth. Yeah. Nice. Nice. And they added in that wonderful new little Nurgle tree that they that they just came out with. Yeah. The. Feculent gnarl malls. Yeah, that thing looks gross. Do you realize there's maggots inside of it? No. I didn't really want to. Yeah. No, I The whole it. tree is filled with maggots. That's gross. That's pretty gross, Nathan. It is very gross. Very Nurgle. Very yeah. Gross. Very Nurgle. It's very disturbing. Yep. Someone got paid to sculpt that. Yeah. Someone had to create that from some, scratch. Some depraved mind came up with this idea. Yes. 
and then took it to someone else for approval. And it got approved. Yes. So at least two people in the world says, yes, this is horrifying. Let's make more of it. Which, I mean, depending on your opinions on certain individuals, that might be the way certain parents work. <laughs> when you look at their offspring. Yeah, this is horrifying. Let's make more. But it counts as a fortification. Yes. That it makes it so that demons that are within seven, demons of Nurgle that are within seven inches. Yes. Can either shoot or and or charge the turn they fell back. Oh. And or advanced. Oh. So one or both? They can shoot or shoot and or charge even if they fell back or advanced. So they can do both? Yeah. Nice. Also, any characters trying to summon, you know, demons within seven inches of it can reroll any of the dice. Okay. So not all of the dice. Any. Any of the dice. Mm-hmm. Just tick them over the magic number. And, you know, avoid triples. Yes. That's the more important part. Yeah. Because doubles take a mortal wound. Triples are D3. Yes. No bueno. Yeah. That... But it's, it doesn't have a profile. Yeah? There's no strength, toughness, or wounds. It's there. It's so, like there's nothing you can do you about it. You can't do anything about it. It's not even treated as a friendly or enemy model. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. That's new. Which also means that if you're playing on a demon, like a demon world of Nurgle, like mm-hmm. in Nurgle's Garden, for scenario purposes, you just... You just you just cover the board with those. Ooh. Yikes. And Nurgle's got bonuses all over the place uh-huh. that you can't do anything about. Wow. That's fucking disgusting. And as long as Nurgle, de- and Nurgle demons get plus two to their saving throws, mm-hmm. counting as cover, yes. as long as they're within seven inches. Yes. Which, to be fair, that gives them a five-up save. Mm-hmm. They already have a five-up invulnerable save. Yes. So it really doesn't do anything unless it's a demon prince of Nurgle. Right. Right. But it's there. Yes. Or, yeah. or you know, like, yeah, because it doesn't apply to vehicles, so the soul grinder doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. But soul grinders are still a thing. Yes. They still exist. Yay. Hey. Yeah. Well, I mean, why wouldn't they? Because that was a cool model it is when it first still, came out. It's still and a it cool still model. it still is. It holds up. It's not all that old. Right? Uh, Relatively speaking. Uh, about 10 years now. Really? Came out that long ago? Came out in 2008. Wow. When they actually separated Chaos yeah. Marines from Chaos Demons. So, 2008 doesn't feel like that long ago, Nathan. But it was a decade ago. Yes, it was. Fuck. I know. Welcome to being old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was an adult 10 years ago. Yes. I was not. You're older than me. <laughs> <laughs> Not by much, though. 26. Yeah, so about three years. Yeah, it's so like... <laughs> three or... Yeah. Yeah, like... Not by much. No. But they they, they have some fun weapons still. Good. Um, yes. So, like, their Iron Claw still functions like a Power Fist, but yes. does D6 damage. Nice. 73. Crunch. The Warp Claw makes two attacks at a time mm-hmm. for D3 damage each, and the Warp Sword is reroll filled at hits for three damage at a time. Ooh. Nice. See, I said it before when I think it was the Chaos Marine Codex came out, and they were doing all this insane shit. Yeah. And I'll say it again. Every time you sit me down and walk me through a new Codex that comes out and all the insane shit they can do, I am at the point in my hobby life where it's just like, oh, I'm past the point of just being... 
because it's not my army that's getting that kind of love. I understand that I will get that kind of love eventually, but it's more mostly just that I can just understand and appreciate from an objective standpoint. Fucking awesome. Yeah. And it's getting awesomer. Speaking of awesome shit, shifting gears, but only a little bit. Yeah. Earlier today, as of this recording, January 21st, to date this podcast, you know, depending on when it goes oh, shit, out. It's 21st of January already? Yeah. Yep. We're already almost over a month into the new year, Nathan. Yeah. Went by fast. It kind of did. Welcome to getting old. <laughs> yeah. Um, we just went to a little joint called... Lindsay's Gamer Garrison. Yes, and we played a very interesting game. Called Twilight Imperium. Yes. edition. Yes. Galactic Conquest. Yes. Generally, and there's a lot to it. It was a lot of fun, first and foremost. A lot of fun, even though that is the first time either you or me had ever heard of it. Yeah. Um, a lot to take in. But despite all the additional, all the rules and every, like little subtle nuances, the, the people who are playing with explained to us, you know, like after the first was, on around the second or third turn, you'll start, yeah. start to get hang of it. And yep, pretty much. Pretty much. And then you realize all the mistakes you made in the first two turns. Yes, and I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> Because it is basically a tabletop RTS multiplayer. Yeah. So I'm sitting there building a giant space armada. Meanwhile, someone else has already won. <laughs> By the time I have that armada, it's like, oh. Because I made mistakes. In- but it was very fun. Because we wanted to go out and kill everything. Yes. Or, or the last Surprisingly, tr- not each other. Well, the last turn of the game, I'm like, you know what? I want you have a- nothing else to do. I, so I want a space battle, so I'm going to attack John. Yes. And you still kind of cocked it up because you didn't bring troops to invade my planet. I also didn't want to make that point I gave you. Yes. But as we learned, I already had it. I already owned it at one point. That's so true, yeah. Like, yeah. Yep. But yes. I yeah. beat his I beat his one-ship fleet in that area mm-hmm. and bombarded the planets. Yes. Because it was literally just one ship, one dude on the planet. And I was like, I can put four ships there. Yes. Included, well, he, you had a dreadnought. Yes. I had a dreadnought, two cruisers, and a flag, and a capital ship. Yes. Yep. I like that one, because you build up your fleet over time, you know, using either... Um, resources from the planets you you conquer. Or resources from trade. Yes. I had a lot of both yes. at one point. And I'm just like, I'm going to spend this now. All of a sudden, you had an armada. And everyone's just like, um, and what John, you doing John there, buddy? My, John was at one of my flags, so I'm like, ah, um, I already had agreements in place with the other flag. The other guy's across the board from me. Yes. Yeah, I got to show up these defenses. Because mm-hmm. he's going to get bored. Yes. <laughs> and the guy who was across from me, so remember when he offered me those two cards, he's like, hey, I want you to take a look at these two cards. Here's my, here's my proposal. I'm going to offer you these two cards. I want one of them back at some point. He offered me um, uh, support for the throne or whatever. Yeah. And some sort of ceasefire, ceasefire. Trade, ceasefire trade agreement or whatever. Yeah. So I gain a victory point as long as he's alive. Control, control and yeah. But I lose it if he... Basically, if I attacked him, if I didn't attack him, I got a victory point. If I did attack him, I lost it. Yeah. And I'm just like, listen, I've already made nice with the other two people playing. <laughs> so, like, tempting, but no. Yeah, a lot more focus on diplomacy and trade, depending on what objectives are drawn. Yes. Which I didn't quite... I mean, I did understand from the get-go, but, I think it'd be more fun if, like, the first couple turns there were no objectives. Yes, you just had you just built up, just to build up, built up and expand, and then okay, now go. Yeah, 
No, I liked it from the get-go. Once I started, you know, wrapping my head around it, even turn one, I was like, okay, so this is how it works, you know, building up like that. I like it because I love RTS games, especially, like, empire-building map-style yeah. ones. I haven't done anything multiplayer like that because it's a little bit different trying to do that on, like, say, PC because it's like, cool, i done my turn, now i got to wait for the other spud to do that. And it thing. could be three hours. Yes, or you can put a time limit on it. It's just like, cool, now you have to rush through and you'll make mistakes and forget things, whatever. Yeah. Less, a little less fun. But I was playing against the AI because I could just abuse the AI <laughs> and also just exploit it a little bit. I was playing Rome 2 at one point, and I realized that I am between two factions that are warring. I am sort of friendly with both. One of them asks me to join their war and offers me money. I'm like, okay, I like money, so I'll join on your side. The faction that they're fighting next turn, they have to be like, hey, we will offer you additional money. <laughs> To not be at war. I was like, okay, I like money. <laughs> I will stop being at war with you. I did this for about six turns in a row. Before other factions just like, you are the most unreliable, untrustworthy. I'm just like, Rome. I am literally Rome. Why are you like, but it's time to time doing this. Like, it's a money machine. I literally am profiting by doing nothing. Did you ever play any of the civilization games? For a little bit. Um, I, my one experience was I just, like, I got the hang of how it worked, and then I was like, cool, I'm going to do, like, a big open map, random, random factions, whatever, just, you know, just dive right in. Who's the first person I met? Gandhi. Yeah, and I was like, oh, shit. Did that start off as a bug in the first one? Yes. And then they made it on purpose for the rest of them. Because yes, because his, his, his aggression meter was supposed to be set to, was set to negative zero. Yes. Be most peaceful, but the coding was just like, well, that just must mean hyper, most aggressive thing ever. So they made Gandhi the most aggressive leader. Bloodthirsty thing ever. As soon as, if you find Gandhi, if you are playing in an open world with random AI or whatever, and you learn that Gandhi is in play, you find where that little fucker is, and you take him out before he can get nukes. Yes. Because he will nuke everyone. Yeah, the first game, that was, a gl- that was a glitch. Yes, but now it is a feature. Now it's a feature. Because everyone's just like, That's why funny. not? <laughs> yeah. Like, one of the, like, immortal, like, all-time icons of, you of know, peace. peace and harmony, nuking the world. <laughs> Going on a rampage. Mm-hmm. Yep. He turns the other cheek just to grab another can of whoop-ass! Ugh. <laughs> I found that, I was like, oh, no. I never actually got to the nuke phase, because I was just like, this is a little slow pace for my liking, and I just... When I do RTS games, I like big armies. Hard uh-huh. to get big armies with Civ. Um, I... I uh, so... Re- Command & Conquer Roto 2. Yes. <laughs> basically for, like okay so I slowed down my computer yes because I would play the Soviets yes the one map it had a hospital on it so you're all your pre regain health mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and also you can promote your guys and if they get promoted all the way they regain health yes well a conscript only has a kill for the conscripts to get to the highest promotion uh huh I built an army of 10,000 conscripts that are all elites <laughs> yes and I activated all of them and told them to move. And your computer said no. Yeah, computer said no. <laughs> Why are you doing this? Yep. I had a similar sort of experience more recently when I was playing Rome 2 with a friend. We decided, you know what? We're going to sack Rome. I set up the battlefield and apparently I I didn't know as much about the Roman faction at that time as I did because their units have very great morale. They are very hard to break. You need to take them down from the unit size we were at was like 120, 160 man units. Basically, break them down to 40 man units before they even start wavering. You know, they'll be a little, you know, unsteady. But if you want a chance to break them, you got to like break them down real far. I am attacking as 
the uh, the Swaby, the Germanics. But he's attacking as Carthage or Egypt. I can't remember. I think he started off with Carthage because reasons. We spent literal, literally four hours sieging Rome. We, we broke through the walls, no problem, because I brought artillery. I ran my Swaby like Iron Warriors, all right? Like, <laughs> like, I'm not going over the walls. I'm going through them. I then spent the next f- four hours of my actual life watching my Swaby go up one narrow street, bit by bit, and slowly, because lots of things to render, hemorrhaging all along the way, breaking a couple of Roman units, but the entire city was filled with two banners worth of just straight legionaries, nothing but legionaries and one general per. Legionaries have super good morale compared to most other Roman units. And no matter how many of, I, of the bastards I killed, there were just more of them. So finally I get to the end of the street and like literal the entire avenue just carpeted with bodies. <laughs> until I ran out of bodies. And then started running and just started breaking. And I'm watching the, my buddy's avenue and it's basically the same sort of thing. But he's doing the smart thing where he hasn't committed all of his units to the fight. He's rotating them out so you know one unit gets tired he votes rotates a fresh one in, rotates the tired one out, so they replenish, get less, you know, recover their fatigue so they can fight more effectively. I'm just throwing everything in. <laughs> I'm trying to break morale even with, my, you know, my warlord traits and especially units that can intimidate or whatever. I think I maybe saw four or five out of 20 total units from one army banner run away. Fought my way up the screen, I'm like, huh, I can see the city center, and then I turn around the corner and more units, and I was like, ah, Fuck. And then, yeah, it went on so long that he, that he's just like, I'll be right back. I'm going to go get some coffee. And he literally just went AFK for like 15 minutes. And I was like, that was long coffee. He's like, yeah, I decided to go, you know, go out to the shops and get some food. He left his house. <laughs> <laughs> left his fucking house. And I was like, you know what? It's fucking my turn. He's like, you're not going to, are you, you going to do the same thing? I was like, no, I'm not going to do the same thing. I'm not going to leave my house because I, I don't live in Europe. My things aren't completely <laughs> located. I'm just going to go upstairs and make some food. When I for about 10, 15 minutes, came back, and there's been literally no change. <laughs> and all the time, they were just fighting in slow motion, but not like, you know, 300 Sparta slow motion, just like slow motion because there's just so much shit to render. I brought too much artillery, as it turns out. I didn't need it. I needed about half of the artillery pieces I brought to break through the walls. I just wanted to do it quickly. Yeah. I could have used those artillery unit cards for more, more bodies, but I didn't because... <clears throat> Artillery barrage. Artillery's fun. Yeah. Why go over the walls and go through them? What walls? Exactly. Like, those are some uh, mighty nice walls you got there, Rome. Be a shame if something happened to them. And then something happens to them. Just break a bu- make a bunch of holes in the wall and have you guys pour through multiple entrances. Mm-hmm. I actually managed to maroon one of the Roman units on the walls because I destroyed the uh, exits from the walls. <laughs> Unfortunately, Romans do have, you know, the throwing javelins, so... I had to tank some of the wounds going through until they were out of ammo. Did, did you, like, just blow up that section of wall then? Uh, no, I ran out of ammo at that point because I oh. need, wanted to make a nice, big, open, wide gap so I could most... I've never played Rome, so I don't know all the logistics yeah. it has. I Yeah, I, I opened a big, very wide section of wall so I could move most of my army through at the same time instead of just a solid, tiny choke point because I wanted my numbers to actually count for something. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to be on the receiving end of the hot gates in Rome. The, uh, yeah, no. Rome 2 is fucking fun. Apparently, Attila Total War is also very fun, and some of those mechanics kind of transfer over to uh, Total War Warhammer. 
which means I need to go back and play Attila so I can kind of familiarize myself with the prototype of the mechanics before I dive into Total War Warhammer. Because I tried to play in single-player Warhammer Total War and just was like, eh, I don't get it. And that was also before they did some refinements specifically yeah. with combat. Because just like, I understand that, you know, some concessions are trying to be made, you know, make it seem like a real-time tabletop experience as far as how units operate. But they went back, a few, maybe they weren't at the last edition of Warhammer Fantasy, the one before that, where, like, whoever charged, if you cause enough casualties in the initial charge, the enemy's running. The tactics kind of go out the window. And because it's all happening in real time, you don't have time to kind of think out unless you're, you know, order units to move, get into combat, and then pause the fucking game. So it's like, cool, the most viable strategy is select your entire battle line and run at the enemy center line. It's not very fun that way. No. Because if that doesn't work, cool, I have about four minutes to loop around behind to remedy the situation. To do it again. From behind, with whatever units I've got left over that I can pull out of the initial charge. And it's not very fun, Nathan. But it is fun seeing ginormous uh, critters going toe-to-toe with each other. That's hilarious. Also hilarious to see dwarven fire drakes, whatever, the dwarven flamethrowers. Yeah. Lighting up a whole line of goblins. So I was like, you know what? I want to see how this works. So I just selected an entire army of those. And just an entire army of just bare bones forest goblins. I was like, come at me. And they did. And I lit them on fire. And it was really funny. Because the voice acting was great. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know in Vermintide, when you light the rats on fire, they're like, make it! It's like an entire army of that. <laughs> and it's fucking amazing. <laughs> Lots of potential. And I like that the way that... Um, Total Warhammer went, the first Total Warhammer went with their last DLC. They brought in Forge World units. They brought in the, like, full-on Norskin army. Yeah. Thought that was awesome. I don't have it, but I thought it was awesome. <laughs> I said, I need to go back well, they, and play. They, they brought out, like, Wolfric the Wanderer. Yeah. Throg the Troll King. Yes. And Codex Sunnyder, they brought out. Yep. And they also brought out War Mammoths. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. A little less awesome when you have nothing but pretty much Marauders and the Fearless versions thereof fighting a giant. It happens. I watched a lot of my army evaporate in a four-person free, not free-for-all, but, you know, 2v2. Someone, they're like, they saw my army, like, you just got Marauders? Like, yes. I want an army of Vikings. Like, do you have any Chaos Warriors? Like, some. Like, all right. So they just threw a giant at me and they're like, yeah, you'll figure it out. And I was like, I, no, I won't. <laughs> but that just freed, me, freed up some time for me to go watch Bretonians on Undead action. That was awesome. So I was listening to someone who did like some Warhammer, like lore video, lore, uh, lore segments. Yes. Going through like Wolfric the Wanderers. Uh-huh. It's like, cool. Wolfric the Wanderer has got this army of marauders. Yes. And he goes out and he takes a castle. Yes. And I always play the game is wondering, how the fuck did you take a castle with marauders? <laughs> it is a valid question. Yeah. Because uh, marauders, squishy. Yeah. Very squishy. English Shields, still very squishy. But like, lore-wise, marauders were amazing. Yes. Game-wise, not so much. Ooh. Well, I mean, they were okay if you took a fuckload of them. But yeah. the same could be said with pretty much anything if you took a fuckload of them. It's game slaves. Yes. Zombies. Zombies. My, the bane of my marauder's existence. Block of 50 zombies. Cool, I got 20, 30 marauders, marker corn, two hand yeah. weapons. It's cool. I can chew through as many zombies each turn as I want. I will maintain frenzy because I will still win combat because they're just not taking down as many of me as I'm taking yeah. them each turn. 
but they whittle me down eventually, little by little, and I just fucking can't. And you can bring back more zombies than you can kill. Yes, because the vampire is hiding in a unit of Graveguard right next to them. Uh-huh. He's raising more. My Chaos Lord is there with warriors. I challenge you. Nope. He's hiding. The vampire is hiding, as he should. No. Chaos Lord of Corn. I don't care. In order to maintain the zombie bubble, he's hanging back. I've had my vampire lords take on demon princes of corn. I understand this. And win. I understand this, but we're also at a 500 point limit. We that's, have, like, that's like the cost of my vampire lord. Yes, we didn't have a whole, <laughs> we didn't have a whole lot of points to lay with in terms of adding bells and whistles. I know. So I had more punchy bells and whistles than he had because he dumped all of his, his into summoning stuff. He didn't make his vampire lord very survival in okay. single combat. That annoyed me because I was like, I heard when I was reading, I was like, hey, Wolf, I was like, I'm tired of this fucker dodging my challenges. Hey, Wolf of the Rondor, playing the Warbands, like, like, you can't take name characters. Like, I'm that fucker! <laughs> what am I only answer to this shit? And I brought in uh, my buddy Sean, and he played the same ki- same guy with his dwarves. But again, he got first turn. <laughs> the vampire did not live. Best first turn. Yep. Sniped him with the cannon. And then his next turn, sniped the corpse cart. <laughs> Guy was understandably a little upset. Yeah, cannons with sniper scopes. Yeah. Well, I mean, the dwarf cannons, so. All the cannons became sniper rifles in uh, the last edition of Fantasy. Yeah, especially once pre measuring became a uh, thing. Yeah, it's like, cool, I'm going to pressure this far. Well, thanks. Yep. They were much more fun when they were guest weapons. Everything more fun when it's a guest weapon. I'm going to guess it's going to be. I'm going to try to shoot this far. Yes. You know, you hit something. Yeah. Even if it's just the table. Yep. You can't miss the table. Mm-hmm. Unless you miss fire. Yeah, well, then it still hits you. It hits something. Yep. Um, But speaking of going back to original Top Lens Gaming Garrison, that was a tangent, but that's what this whole series is about. Yeah, it is. Um, I had a nice little chat with the owner, uh, Andrew. Yep. Super nice dude. And as we've been talking about very recently this year, every time we do an episode... As we as we hinted, you know, coming into this year, that we're looking to do live podcasts with that, and this kind of gentleman is open to the idea. Yes. So at some point in the next month or so, a couple months, you know, yeah. near future, future, whatever, there might be a live recorded podcast with a live studio audience at some point, and it's probably going to be a little insane, a little uh, no, more no, insane. No, no. It's going to be very insane. Probably a train wreck every. 10 seconds. Yes. And it's going to be awesome. Yes, because we will have an actual laugh track. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess we'll have to... Because, you, you know, we'll, there'll be people who are familiar with us there. Hopefully now with more that he's... Very, very, very kindly... Um, share with us. Yes. Literally 20 minutes after he said he would. Like, no, he literally... We left. And he's like, cool, I'll, you know, share you on page, whatever. And we leave. Takes us 20 minutes to get back to HQ. Just rather on Facebook, he's like... Wow, 20 minutes ago he shared like <laughs> like no, he that was like the first thing he did. So super nice dude. Thank you very much, Andrew. Um But there'll be inevitably people who come out just to see the Mayhem. See the train wreck. Who are not necessarily familiar with this, but might want to have participate in the QA that we eventually do. So we'll need to do some sort of, you know, pre written just like, hey, here's some prompts that you might know, maybe if you're having some we'll have to probably come to an agreement that we don't let there be a wolfen thing in there. Because otherwise that will yeah. I'll we just we tranquilize you and keep going. You can try. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. I, I can succeed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is the only company where the owner of the company can be threatened and have it be like, yeah, no, that's fair. 
threatened by someone who works at the company. And just, yeah, no, that, that's fair. <laughs> See how it plays out. Um, and then we've also been talking with Jake about doing some sort of uh, video game streaming at some point. Yeah, that, um, that'll be fun. Joining forces either with or going toe-to-toe with the uh, one and only Strength 10 Gaming on their stream. Sal and his boys. That'll be fun, depending on what game we play. Because we, as far as, because they're doing, on, they're on PC, so, like, it'll, as far as the Shield Wall continues, it'll be myself, Jacob, and hopefully Austin. The three people who play, at least, because the idea we had, we're going to do maybe 3v3 in Siege, PC streams, so it'll be the three people from Shield Wall who play Siege who just, like, yeah, let's do the stupidest thing possible, because it upsets the meta so much that it kind of works out for us. Against people who are either just learning the game, or, you know depending on how much homework of their homework they do to get prepped, whatever, are expecting, you know, genuine competitiveness, and we're just fucking running around doing dumb shit. With your table of random, like, what should we do this turn? Yeah, strat roulette. It's super fun. Because sometimes it works. Like, not all the time. Not <laughs> not very much. But when it does, it does. Like, one of the strategies you take the FBI, on the attack, you take all FBI recruits with the um, M1014 shotguns. Yeah. And bum rush. Like, you know, congle, you know, queue up by, you know, the nearest window or, or uh, door. Three, two, one, just breach and just hard in. Like, bum rush. Don't give them, you know, whatever. Another one, you take the uh, Spetsnaz recruit with the LMG. You know, the same one that Fuse says. When you initially breach, as soon as you start shooting, you don't stop until it goes click. <laughs> after which you can shoot normally. So when you get five Spetsnaz recruits breaching at the same time, all firing at the same time, <laughs> I would love to hear enemy voice chat. <laughs> Especially if it's the first round of that game, and they don't know we're doing strat roulette, so, you know, they see, you know, breaching charges go off, and then just five LMGs, just confused screaming everywhere. It's like, well, they got five recruits coming out, what's the worst that could happen? Mm-hmm. Um, or Lord of Savior, Tachanka? Yeah. A couple of those surrounding him. Yeah. One is, at, um, he sets up his machine gun, and someone has to be on it at all times. If someone gets killed, someone else immediately has to jump on it. Immediately. Yeah. Another one is you take Tachanka, you take Capkin, and then a bunch of Spetsnaz recruits. If Tachanka dies or his machine gun is destroyed, you immediately step off the objective and surrender it because you have failed. <laughs> you have failed the motherland. <laughs> Another one that I actually like that we hadn't done for a couple, first couple times we did Strat Roulette all FBI recruits. All pistols and shields. All grenades. Either frag or smoke or stun. Combination thereof. Breach a window or door. And then everyone throws all of their grenades in at the same time. <laughs> Holy shit. Especially if you mix it up. Like stun grenades, frag grenades, and smoke grenades all at once. I think how it ended up playing out is I thought I saw three or four smoke grenades go in. Followed by equal amounts of frag and stun. <laughs> Thankfully, people had the present mind to throw their smoke grenades first. Yeah. So, smoke grenades, so, you know, can't see. And then suddenly the world is just variations of explosions. There was a Jaeger. So, you know, we got maybe a couple of smoke grenades through. Because the Jaeger's um, device is good for three grenades that got through. So, we got one through. But that was enough to fill the tiny little room that they were in before it started exploding. It's good shit. Yeah. Especially the turtles. Again, FBI recruits, pistol and shield, you put the shield on your back, go prone, and you have to crawl because you are turtles. <laughs> we crawled past a security camera on one of those. 
And I knew exactly when the enemy team saw us, because chat popped up. Um, <laughs> and just one by one, the turtles crawled to their doom through the doorway because we could do nothing else. <laughs> it's so dumb. Because most of them are just so dumb, but they go against all forms of the of the game meta, so they sometimes work. My favorite one to date that's worked is wherever the objective is, you run to the next nearest objective site that would be on that map and set up all your fortifications and defenses there in an empty room. You take out all the drones, place your mute jammers down so the drones can't get through if you can't destroy them. Make sure the enemy doesn't dis discover where the objective is. Defend that empty room with your lives. <laughs> we locked three people in that room. The other two were roamers, one my myself included. Twitch comes running through the actual objective room, trying to get into the empty objective room. <laughs> And I swear to God, looked surprised when I shot her. Because <laughs> they were spending, like, three different Habana charges. All three Habana charges went on to the empty room. Two Thatcher charges went to the empty room. They were really trying to get into that empty room, Nathan. <laughs> the diversion worked. We fucking iron caged them. That's proper iron warriors. Yes. The bamboozlement is real. Um, so yeah, lots of cool stuff in the works, real well wise. Um, hopefully, at one point we were hoping to get Sally, and we were planning on getting Sally, and just sit down and talk about what strength things, you know, we'll cross another stream, so hopefully we'll, hopefully we'll on that soon, because, you know, life happens. But, uh, holy shit, we're running a little long. Yeah, we are. <laughs> um, so, got all that cool stuff to look forward to, but as always, thank you very much for listening, and wherever you're listening to it, be it iTunes, SoundCloud, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever, don't forget to subscribe if you are not subscribed already, give us a little like or a rate if you're being so kind to let us know how we're doing, and if you've got suggestions or requests for topics on our other series, be it um, Lore Council, Loose Sprues, even General Nerd Sense for, you know, more structure stuff that you want to hear us talking about, head on over to our Facebook page and let us know there, and while you're there, give that page a like, because that is where all the cool announcements for stuff that's coming up will happen. Um... But yeah, I think that uh, I think that about does it. So, until next time, shield bearers. Thank you very much for listening once again. Goodbye. <laughs>